Welcome to Silly History, I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. On the evening of February 9, 1964, every single chair of the 728-seat Studio 50 Theater in New York City was filled with a squirming audience member. The corporate anticipation was electrifying as the audience waited for the Ed Sullivan Show to begin. Outside of the theater, around 73 million more viewers had parked themselves in front of their television sets, just as eager to see and hear the evening's guest performers play live for the very first time on U.S. soil. In that moment, the British invasion of music and pop art stormed the shores of its former royal subjects, thanks to the four musicians named John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. The Beatles dominated the airwaves and sales charts and shattered record after record in concert attendances. In 1965, their performance at New York City's Shea Stadium brought in 55,000 concert goers, unheard of at the time. The coinage of the term Beatlemania was more than appropriate given the fact that the band could barely travel to any gig without being mobbed by crazed fans. Some scaled fences and fought security guards. Others held up traffic by threatening to jump from building ledges if the Beatles didn't visit them. For their own safety and sanity, the boys were transported to and from their concerts via armored car. Across the pond in Sunderland, England, 12-year-old Carol Dryden was just as big of a fan as the rest of them. Thankfully not as crazy, but that didn't stop her from dreaming of meeting her idols one day. She had tried once already at a concert, but got annoyed when the police on detail refused to let her reach them for an autograph. It was June of 1966, and six months prior, the band's latest album, Rubber Soul, was released. Some people were beginning to speculate that the group's superstardom would soon fizzle out, which meant that Carol's chance of getting her once-in-a-lifetime encounter could soon be gone. The young girl devised a plan to put herself in the Fab Four's presence. She began setting aside her $1.05 per week allowance for travel expenses. She rummaged around and found a tea box big enough for her to fit inside, and after convincing some friends to help make her plan come true, she threw on a warm sweater and the group set off to the local railway freight office. When they arrived, Carol slipped into the tea box. Her friends wished her well, closed the lid, wrapped it up, and with the assistance of a porter, brought the surprise package over to the freight scales. They were charged $8.47 of Carol's allowance money for shipping, and a label was slapped onto the box that read, To the Beatles, Care of Their Fan Club, London. Carol sat inside the box, waiting to feel herself being hoisted onto a rail car. She couldn't believe her plan was working. Soon enough, her ultimate dream would come true. It would be the happiest moment of her life. As she continued to fantasize, the interior of the box was getting warm. Carol felt quite toasty wearing her sweater. She was pretty sure there was enough room inside to wriggle it off. The train was due in a few minutes. Outside of the box, a railway clerk was ready and waiting its arrival. As he stood within view of the tea box and wholly unaware of its contents, something out of the ordinary happened. The box wobbled. 
Wobbling boxes weren't necessarily uncommon, since cargo often included livestock and other assorted animals. But tea boxes? This was a new one for him. He watched the box continue to wobble. Noises started to emit from the inside as well. He decided it was time to open the box and inspect its contents. What he didn't expect to discover was the young girl. Thankfully, the railway viewed her stunt as an innocent attempt to meet the band and refunded her $8.47 shipping charge. News of her creative efforts reached the attention of the Beatles fan club, who also in good humor sent her an autographed picture. And really, it was a good thing she was found when she was, since she hadn't once considered the need for fresh air and food during her journey. She just wanted to meet the Beatles. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one, but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production.